and it's an opportunity to to rethink questions of social justice and so forth so in a way it's it's, it's an opportunity to redesign the uh, economic system uh, in a more radical way this week it's been a real pleasure to have Raz Godolnik from the world famous Parsons School of Design on the podcast to talk all things circular economy so yeah, Raz, I just wanted to say it's a, a real pleasure to have you on the, the podcast today. And I thought it might be great to start by just introducing yourself and, and telling everyone a little bit about your, your background. Thank you so much, Jake. So uh, hi, everyone. My name is Raz Godelnik. I'm an assistant professor of strategic design and management at uh, Parsons School of Design at the New School in New York. And uh, I've been looking into studying, exploring and working uh, in the space of sustainability in business for the last 15 years as an entrepreneur, researcher, uh, writer and an academic. And over the last couple of years, I've been also uh, focusing my efforts around uh, questions related to the uh, climate crisis and how companies are uh, and should adopt uh, to, to the climate crisis. And this year I've published uh, a new book about it, Rethinking Corporate Sustainability in the Era of uh, Climate Crisis. And other than that, I'm uh, also uh, very much into exploring the circular economy, which is uh, our uh, topic for today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's a it's a pleasure, and yeah, that sounds like a lot. You've you've accomplished a lot, um, an imp- impressive list. Yeah, I mean, the we've been working very closely together on on building a a course on the circular economy, and yeah, it's been an amazing journey so far, and I certainly have learned a lot. And um, I guess for those out there who who maybe have heard of the term but aren't sure exactly what it is, how how would you kind of explain it to the layperson, somebody who who isn't familiar with the topic. Right. Uh, so th- th- there are different ways to, to, uh, to define the, the, the circular economy. I, I would say that for me, first and foremost, the, the circular economy is a premise or a promise of uh, a new system, uh, a, a, new, a new and better system uh, economic system, and uh, now when we get into the details, right, I, I can give you a couple of versions of what this uh, better system could look like. So the, the more um, mainstream version would be that basically to, to think about it in uh, juxtaposition to what we have right now, which is ma- basically a system that is based on uh, take, make, waste. Uh, and it is very uh, wasteful and, and dysfunctional system. And um, what the circular economy is offering is basically a better way to, to, uh, to do it. It's really about the elimination of waste and, and how do we uh, continue to use resources again and again and again uh, in a sort of a circle, right? How do we move from a linear system to a one where we close the loop, keep using resources, and this way eliminate the waste. This is a more simplistic and, 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 and at the same time, more mainstream approach to really how do we design, redesign the, the, the system. Uh, 
A more radical approach perhaps would be to consider the circular economy as a premise of a new system that is really looking at some of the more uh, systemic issues that we deal with today. So it's really an opportunity to rethink overconsumption and it's an opportunity to, to rethink questions of social justice and so forth. So in a way, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to redesign the uh, economic system uh, in a more radical way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, the other point you mentioned in your introduction, another big, big issue that it, that it helps to tackle is, is the one of climate change. And obviously that's uh, something on seemingly everyone's agenda now. Um, and I think certainly when I was growing up, I never really gave much thought to when things went in the trash or in the bin where away was, you know, when you throw something away. And I think it's like this understanding of, as you say, closing this loop rather than it just going, going to waste. And I guess that's probably why the circular economy is kind of becoming this increasingly popular topic because of things like climate change and uh, impact on um, the environment and this kind of growing awareness. Um, would you say that's, that's fair or are there other sort of drivers uh, as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it is fair to say that um, the, the circular economy became a more um, important part of our agenda uh, on, I think, from every point of view, whether you're, you know, a company and uh, you're selling products or services. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, very much about... Uh, on the one hand, opportunity uh, to innovate. And at the same time, it's also really an opportunity to, to uh, align yourself uh, with, growing, um, with growing awareness of your customers and other stakeholders uh, to, to questions around your environmental and societal impacts. If mm -hmm. you're, if you're a, a consumer, it's also about you know, greater awareness just like you said, right? Really thinking about um, everything that, that you do. Uh, mm -hmm. For example, one, um, one assignment that, or part of assignment that I give my students is really to look into uh, what, you know, what parts of their daily routine involve uh, single-use packaging. Right. And it's amazing, right? Once you start mapping, right, your day-to-day uh, -day routine mm. you see that how much you know we're part of of a culture that is based on you know uh, on single-use uh packaging right from from the, the the coffee cup that that we have to to just thinking about you know uh going to to the the supermarket and mm. and uh or a anything that that you do all the way to to right, uh, just getting uh, some some uh, food delivered to your house at the end of the day, right? Mm. It's very much about single-use packaging, and and it is reflecting right uh, the 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 econo economic system that we're part of, and and I think there's a growing resistance to that type of culture because of the understanding that we're in in crisis mode and that uh, we could and should do things better. Mm. Yeah, and no, it reminds me a bit of that um, advice that comes up a lot 
in personal finance about tracking your spending you know it's like you don't know where the money goes in your bank account until you start looking at how you spend it and i suppose that's exactly true for for things like single use um, packaging it's like until you start monitoring yourself uh, your day to day you, you don't realize just how much of this stuff is wasted and i think one of the big lessons i learned um you know doing this course with you was how how little uh, plastic is actually recycled i mean i found that quite shocking um that you know i made this naive assumption that everything that i put in plastic in, into the recycling was was going to be recycled but that's very much not the case and actually you know the vast majority of it either goes to landfill or, or is burnt but i think yeah your point is is such an important one is like until you're aware of of these habits you don't question the system you know because you're in the system um so i think taking that step back and observing it is is really important and um i suppose you know the the, the sort of bar uh, the, the drivers are probably quite clear you know in terms of uh, climate change ecological impact you know maybe people resisting uh, consumption or mindless consumption like you say but what what are the sort of challenges you know facing the the adoption of the circular economy because it sounds like a great idea but like all good ideas you know it, it's it's obviously a lot more nuanced and not as simple as as it may sound right uh, the the devil is always in the detail but uh, <laughs> it, it's also that the devil is also in the mindset um, and and what does it mean so um, I think to some extent as, as I mentioned at the beginning right. The, the circular economy offers different type of, of opportunities, right? Um, so um, I'll, 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 give, um, I'll give an example. Mm. And, and just like if you're, um, you know, if you're Coca-Cola, right? And you can think about uh, how do I make sure that uh, the, um, you know, the bottles that I sell, right, are going to be uh, recycled in, in, in higher rates, right? Or how do I make sure that I'm going to, uh, to change the, the material mix so the bottles will be made from recycled plastic, not from plastic, right? right? And in a sense, you, you could, right, this is very much about circularity and, and it offers different uh, benefits, but at the same time, it's also you're still right. Um, you're still very much in the mindset of keeping the current business model of yours as is. Right, right. And another way to think about it is rather to ask yourself, right, how do I increase uh, recycling rates or how do I change the material mix is why do I need to uh, sell you uh, single-use bottles in the first place? Or perhaps a better question, right? As, as designers, uh, right, we tell, uh, right, we were usually we're uh, asking how might we, right? So maybe a better question would be how might we deliver the same value uh, that we deliver you now, right? Mm but without using single-use bottles, right? right? And that question will open you up to different type of opportunities, like thinking about maybe 
what you need is uh, refillable stations. Mm. Uh, maybe like the ones that you can find in, in different venues and uh, as well maybe as, as uh, home stations like you can see with SodaStream. Uh, mm-hmm. This is PepsiCo, but still an example of that. So that, that, that's a very different mindset. And with every type of change, uh, there's also, of course, the, you know, some of the challenges. So, for example, if I look at, the, uh, at, at my first example, right, increasing uh, the, the recycling rates, right? Uh, so some of, some, of the, the, um, some of the changes, right, are ones where you need to rely not just on your own capabilities, right, but on uh, other types of infrastructure that you may have uh, little influence on. In this mm-hmm. case, you talk about the, the recycling infrastructure in, in cities, in communities, mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, in terms of, for example, thinking about the materials that the bottles are made from, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there's also a question of supply, right? Because do you have enough supply of recycled plastic to use uh, in production? Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that's one thing, of course, also just, you know, uh, the, uh, adjusting the production to the use of recycling, recycled plastic, it's another thing. Mm-hmm. And with the second option that I mentioned come, you know, also different type of types of, of challenges, right? Uh, in terms of uh, the, the profitability, in terms of changing the habits of consumers, right? When you have consumers that are used to a certain way of consuming uh, things, right? And now you try to, to shift them to a different way, right? It, it's, you know, there, there's a process there. There's maybe there's some struggle, right? It, it requires uh, some work. Uh, and, and that's also true in, in internally in terms of the, the organization, in terms of the, the uh, you know, the changes that are required inside the organization. Uh, but but overall, the the uh, what we assume is that you know the the benefits outweigh the the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 costs, and overall, uh, the, it's just that you know the, it it's we're in a, a position uh, that uh, we have. It's one thing that we we have to do. It. The other mm-hmm. thing is that there are you know so many opportunities that if, if you in action is basically is just, you know, if you're choosing uh, in action or incremental action, mm-hmm. uh, you're putting yourself, especially as a company in, in, you know, in, in a very disadvantageous uh, position comparing to others that, you know, will, uh, you know, take advantage of these opportunities. Mm. Yeah, no, I think the mindset thing is definitely is a point that keeps coming back and again and again because as you say it's not just on a consumer level you know changing consumption habits and it, it's it's on a business level and it's even on a, an advertising marketing level you know changing the way the whole system works and obviously that that is a huge a huge piece of work to be done um, and I guess that's probably why there's presumably a role for, for government and legislation to, to help kind of police or accelerate some of this stuff because, you know, relying on individuals or businesses to, to make them change entirely on themselves is probably unrealistic. Um, totally. Yeah. I mean, 
one thing is that i mean if you and i will choose to start um you know using uh reusable uh coffee cups right and we'll try to convince our friends that we'll try to convince their friends that's you know that's great and we may feel great about ourselves but this is not a way to to you know to create a solution at scale right we don't mm-hmm. need to we want to change jake and raz but at the end of the day what's really important is to change starbucks right 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 and and to change starbucks right one thing is to say okay starbucks you know jake and raz and millions of their friends are really now interested and really worried you know interested in change worried about the environment do something and that that that's that's a good signal but i think a much stronger signal would be if the you know if governments uh and regulator will also uh you know send their signals and say you know uh you maybe you can't use you know uh you know single use uh packaging uh and and now you need to think about you know basically to uh you know new um criteria in terms of designing uh the your business and i mean we see it for example with the right to repair movement that has yeah. transformed into a right to repair legislation that is is changing the way businesses think about uh the the uh you know the their uh how they design uh their um products and uh, overall their relationships with the products and with customers yeah and that that right to repair legislation is really interesting and yeah for people's benefits it's this idea that you know companies will be forced to allow customers to kind of repair their own uh, products in the sense that you know a lot of stuff is designed you know to fail after a certain time this this concept of planned obsolescence which is crazy because it leads to so much waste so people should be allowed to you know repair their toaster or their phone or whatever it is when it when it breaks down and that obviously requires uh, companies to redesign their products um, to to facilitate that um, and yeah I think that's an enormously powerful piece of legislation um, that seems to be, Uh, being taken up in 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 Europe certainly in in many places um, and hopefully in the rest of the world and yeah back to that point about you know changing behavior in legislation certainly in the UK and, and I know this has happened in other countries I can't remember exactly when it was but you know within the last few years or so introducing um, uh, paid for plastic bags in in the supermarket so you Traditionally, you, you could take as many plastic bags as you wanted at the end of your shop, and obviously that encouraged people to, to use plastic bags. But just by introducing a minimum, you know, 5 or 10p amount has, you know, re- reduced it by something crazy like 90, 95% or something because people are incentivized financially not, not to use the plastic bags and to bring their own reusable bags. So it, can sh- it shows, you know, what a, a small change is. Uh, what a big impact it can have if it comes from you know a legislative power or, or a government and it's surprising why more of those types of rules haven't been introduced you know for things like I don't know disposable uh, nappies or plastic straws or, or whatever it is um, so I think yeah there definitely needs to be lots more that that happens there um, and yeah and I think also in this 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 journey of learning more about the circular economy I've come across so many, really interesting 
examples of, I guess, this inaction, um, these new business models or new ways of, of trying to close the loop, as you say. And I mean, some of my favorites have been, uh, you know, this, this company, I think it's called Whirly, but I think there are other examples around the world of, you know, renting toys for your kids as opposed to buying them. And I thought, wow, that's, that's such a brilliant idea because there's this enormous pressure as, as a parent to buy new toys for your kids, but these things get discarded after a few months and, you know, the waste is enormous because uh, so much of it yeah. is, is plastic. And I thought, wow, that's a brilliant idea because not only is it keeping the same toys in circulation, but it's also solving the problem of, of your children losing interest in a toy very fast and you having to replace it with a new one. And also if you live in a small apartment in a city, you know, you don't want to have to store these things after they finish using them. So you get to send them back um, at the end of the rental period. And I thought, you know, that's such a, a brilliantly clever business model. And it seems crazy that that, that doesn't exist or hasn't existed before. Um, but what, what are some of your favorite examples? I know you, you know lots more about this than I do. What are, what are some of your favorite examples of the, the circular economy in action that help help people understand, you know, what this is all about? Yeah, um, I mean, there, there are um, a growing number of, of really uh, cool uh, examples. My, my favorite examples are examples that create win-win. That, I mean, one thing that is always, you know, uh, an issue with sustainable solutions is that they're perceived, and in, in many cases, rightly so, as more expensive, right? If you want to do the right thing, then it means that, you need to pay a premium for it. And, and the circular economy offers opportunities to create better uh, solutions in terms of their environmental and societal impacts, but also, uh, you know, uh, that these uh, solutions save you money. So, uh, and, and in, in the examples that you should, and we have different, right, um, models that provide access instead of ownership and in many cases like with these rental models right they're also uh you know they're also cheaper uh and and these these are good examples so um one example that i have is uh zero grocery and this is a company uh operating in in california that offering you to buy um uh to buy uh uh, to do your grocery shopping online uh, without plastics. Uh, and it's also cheaper. They have really a nice uh, business model when you pay a subscription and then uh, you get a discounted price, 10-15% uh, less per each item. And uh, you get these items uh, there uh, in bulk, either in in uh, in in jars uh, or uh, in uh, compostable uh, in, in compostable uh, bags that uh, you can compost, but and 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 the jars are then uh, cleaned and 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 reused. But overall, it's really I mean, it's online, uh, it's easy, it's convenient, uh, it's uh, cheaper to you uh, as as a customer, and it. Basically, it, it eliminates right the the, the plastic uh, packaging that we see with so many of the the items that that we buy. Um, same goes with um, 
with uh, Club Zero, uh, which is uh, a company that we actually uh, look into in, in the course that offers you a returnable packaging system uh, for food and beverage. And, and really, I think one of uh, <laughs> the issues that, you know, I struggle with, you know, uh, when I, I try to, you know, in terms of, of you know, food delivery, uh, you know, takeout is really the, you know, the huge amounts of waste. So, you know, companies like Club Zero that create a system uh, where we have uh, reusable containers or reusable cups, uh, you know, for to, that you can use in your coffee shop, right? This is really a great way to uh, really to redesign a system and do it in a smart way, a user-friendly way, and also eventually, uh, you know, make it uh, uh, cheaper. And uh, maybe a final, uh, another example I like, uh, one thing that <laughs> I hate in the supermarket is that where I see uh, like um, I see cucumbers that are wrapped with plastic. Oh yeah. And uh, who, who thought about it? But I mean, super wasteful. And there's a company Appeal that is providing uh, that has uh, created plant uh, derived coatings uh, for uh, fresh food uh, that helps really. I mean, it keeps the the produce. Uh, fresher and and uh it basically it replaces the the need in 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 plastic uh wrapping uh so i i really love it and hope that uh one day it will uh you know i i there will be the day that i'll go to the supermarket and won't see uh cucumbers wrapped with plastics anymore uh hopefully yeah. this day will come sooner than later yeah yeah i agree you know um I, I can't wait for that day too. And yeah, that's one thing I that I think is madness in in supermarkets is the putting together fruit in 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 plastic packaging as well instead of having it loose, you know. And I have actually noticed in the UK more and more supermarkets now are uh, providing things loose um, or giving you the option to to buy them individually, which I think is really positive. And it's kind of funny in a way that so much of this stuff is you know a case of what's old is new again in the sense that I remember when I was young uh, we used to have the milkman come early in the morning on an electric milk float you know with with glass bottles of milk which were then you know obviously reused and washed and returned and then that suddenly went away and it was replaced with plastic um, packaging and and in milk in the supermarket and we're now sort of starting to sort of relook at those older ways of operating again. Um, so none of this stuff, well, the principles behind it, I guess, are, are not new um, in the sense that for, for, for as long as humanity's existed, we've, we've lived, you know, much more closely in harmony with nature um, or by these principles. Um, and it's only relatively recently in the last 150 years or so that that we've kind of uh, been living this this crazy existence um but yeah it's, it's funny how a lot of this stuff is 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 not really new <laughs> when you think about it um it's it's true if it, just to, to quickly comment about it i think what what the opportunity that we see today is because we have this integration i mean you're right right it's very i mean the the principles right are very much i mean you know this is 
you know, very intuitive. Uh, it's very much going to the way maybe that our, you know, grandparents lived uh, to, uh, to some extent, but it's also about new technologies uh, that enable us to do it in a smarter way, uh, to do it uh, more uh, effectively, uh, to uh, take uh, much of the friction that is involved in, in, in changing uh, production and, and consumption uh, practices. And if you add to that also the, the urgency that we see now with, you know, again, with the, the, the environmental crisis, with, you know, uh, the climate crisis, uh, with biodiversity loss, uh, with, you know, many other issues uh, colliding, you know, with, uh, 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 with other societal issues uh, around uh, social justice and, and the growing gap between the global north and the global south. And it, it creates, I think, that a perfect moment uh, for the circular economy to rise. And my hope is that when it will rise, it will, you know, it will really try to, to do it in a, more, um, in, in, in a more systemic way. Maybe radical sounds too radical. Uh, so we'll put it as, as really trying to dig uh, deeper to, to a more, you know, to, to think more systematically and really think how do we uh, redesign our uh, economic system uh, for, for the, 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 the benefit of everyone. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But I mean, I think one thing that is very positive, you know, certainly the way I see it is that it, it's very practical, <laughs> the circular economy. Like there's a, a lot of practical ideas or suggestions of, of ways you can adopt it, you know, whether that's business models or even as the consumer thinking more about, you know, reusing things, repairing things, you know, re-gifting things, making things yourself. You know, there's there's a lot of um, practical ways to, to start making change, which I think is great because psychologically, you know, when you read about all of this terrible environmental degradation and, and climate change, you know, a lot of people, they switch off because it's, it's, it's too overwhelming. Um, and because they switch off, they just keep, keep uh, doing what they've been doing before. So you don't get any change. But I think what's, what's quite refreshing about what I've learned on this, this journey of, of building this course with you is, is that actually there are a lot of practical things that, you know, even as an individual, you can take some responsibility. Um, or if you're within an organization, you can start thinking about how, how you can affect change. Um, and I, I wanted to also ask you one, one question in terms of people interested in this topic. If there was a book you, you recommend um, and or a book that you've enjoyed recently, because we always like to to offer a book recommendation. Uh, everybody loves a book recommendation. Yeah, um, I, uh, I love history. I think uh, if we think about the future, we need to think about our history and, and see what we can learn from it. So uh, I think as, as many around the world, I, I loved uh, Sapiens uh, by uh, the, the uh, Israeli historian Yuval Noah Harari. And uh, what I uh, learned recently is of um, a, an adaptation of Sapiens uh, to uh, a graphic novel uh, that is actually for kids. It's called uh, Sapiens, a, a, a Graphic History. And it's really, I mean, I, I, 
I bought it and I, I started reading it with my kids and it's a great way really to um, to tell and share you know the the history uh, you know with uh, and, and and do it with with your kids and and I think to me it's also uh, a way to think how do we tell uh, stories better right uh, I yeah. think if there's one to connect it to to right in a sense right the the, the circular economy is a new story right? right and and the question I think for us is not just to understand it but also how as especially as as companies as governments as organizations as people that are interested in creating a new story is mm -hmm. how do we tell a story better how do we make uh, how do we create stories that can connect with people and I think this is really a great way to uh, to think about it as you learn history and you do it with your you know your kids and and you see really how to uh, you know to tell a story in in, in a compelling and fun way yeah no I, I, I agree I, I, I love sapiens too and um, I have, have heard about that graphic interpretation and I was thinking that's such a good idea that you could apply to many other books of a, of a similar nature for for children because you know it it's probably not a book that a child would would naturally pick up and read but it is such a fantastic story or or, or set of stories that you know just by bringing it to life in a kind of graphic type way like like a cartoon i guess um broadens the audience and you can imagine how that could be done for lots of other you know similarly kind of important books and yeah it's, it's um it's so important as you say the storytelling and the narrative particularly when you know you're a, you're replacing a very long running narrative with with something that's completely new um so you've got to do it in a, a compelling way that gets people's attention um but yeah, yeah no I hope that one day I'll, I'll be able to uh, to adapt my own book uh, into a graphic uh, novel. And yeah, yeah, that that would be my my way to share it with my kids. You, you should, and yeah, and I guess to to conclude, um, we're we're both hoping that it's not too long before we see uh, naked cucumbers in in our supermarkets. <laughs> um, what a way to end! And yeah, just to say thank you, thank you so much for your time. It's it's been really great having you on and. And again, um, looking forward to, to launching the course. Great. Thank you so much. If you're interested in signing up for our course on the circular economy, co-created with Parsons School of Design, then head to 42courses.com and sign up via the course tile. <laughs>